Hi there, my name's Oshin Lunny and welcome to Audio Talks, presented to you by Harman. And in this episode, we're going to explore music, mentorship, coaching and the creative industries. And right now, I'm thrilled to be joined by two of the music world's leading coaches who are going to share some secrets to crushing your creative career. Remy Harris, MBE, is a creative business trainer and coach, founder of Remy Harris Consulting, co-founder of the Music Leaders Network and the Young Guns Network. Welcome to Audio Talks, Remy. Hi, Oshin. A lot of networking in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we also have Reefa Thorpe Tracy, who is an award-winning coach, a consultant and connector at Refigure Limited, Chief Community Officer at Wired Sussex, and also the engine behind She Says Brighton and Spring Forward Festival. Welcome to the podcast, Reefa. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great to have you here. Before we talk about mentoring and coaching, I think it'd be wonderful just to get a bit of an intro from your good selves to share with the listeners really about how you got to where you are today and what was your background and your path to where you are now. And we'll start with yourself, Remy. Oh, well, this is a very coachy answer, but one of my values is making a difference. So I've always done work that has that its centre, really. And I worked for 10 years in an association called Association of Independent Music, which was about helping and making a difference to people who are running independent record labels in the UK. So that was really my first big and very long music industry job. Stayed there for over a decade, um, hopefully making a difference to people who working in music, really. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I remember, I, th- I think the first time we met was at a very long time ago when you were working at AIM, the Association of Independent Music, and, uh, you know, great people there like Alison Wenham, who's like an absolute icon of the industry, and AIM has undoubtedly made a huge difference to tens of thousands of folks involved in the independent music industry uh, over a very long time. And uh, coming over to yourself, Rifa, tell us a bit about your path to where you are today. Well, I'm just a massive fan of music and the arts. So, But my background was working as a digital project manager for some really cool advertising agencies in London. For example, when I was about 25, I was managing a huge team of designers, programmers and writers for the first Channel 5 website. But I got burnt out. And I dropped out of the industry for a while. So there was a gap in the industry where we were all waiting for social media and broadband and smartphones. So I trained to be a meditation and yoga teacher instead. And when I moved to Brighton, I started freelancing and getting involved with the sort of music scene, grassroots music scene in Brighton, put on festivals and gigs. Um, But I set up a group called She Says Brighton, which is the Brighton chapter of a global networking event for women in the creative tech and digital sectors. And that really took off, starting with about 50 women and then 150 and then 300 coming to the event. And then the network grew to about 2,000 members in Brighton alone. So she says Brighton over the last 10 years has had a really profound effect on gender balancing companies in Brighton. And then when people started to notice the numbers, they started to notice me and all the stuff that I've been doing, you know, in the on the edges. And they asked me to have my own radio show on Juice FM. And then I got on the boards of um, Platform B Radio and Lighthouse Arts and the Marlborough Theatre and started to more formally mentor and coach all kinds of creative, diverse people at different levels. 
Fantastic. My goodness, there's two stellar CVs right there. And listeners, if you haven't come across She Said, you should absolutely check it out immediately after the podcast. We're going to be linking to She Said and She Said Brighton in the show notes. Please do connect with Remy and Rifa on LinkedIn and you'll get these regular updates about the amazing work that they both do. So you were both talking very much about this desire, this passion to make a difference in other people's lives, to really lift people up, to make the world a better place. Talk to us a bit about some of the occasions or people or moments that maybe made a difference to your own career? I mean, Remy, was there any kind of coaching or mentoring moments as you were going through your career that really made a difference? Yeah, I mean, when I was working at AIM, I had two amazing mentors, um, uh, Doug Darcy and uh, the late Terry Anderson, who were music industry legends, really. Um, Doug from Chrysalis Records um, and Terry had been a journalist at Music Week and worked at MCPS and became a consultant. And I was so lucky to have them um, as a young person, you know, taking an interest in my career. Um, and they went on to become friends of mine later on. And, you know, we're, we're, uh, Doug and I are still in touch now. So, it, you know, that having having those people with the wisdom of years of experience in the music industry who'd been through everything uh, you know that one can go through in a career those mentors were, were really valuable but also having professional coaching as well so I had that in 2007 for the first time when I was in my 30s and I got onto a, a mentoring scheme or a, it was a leadership program and it had coaching um, as part of it and it was really life-changing just to break through loads of barriers, um, really work on more the personal development side, a bit less focused on maybe industry tips and tricks and more on just growing as a person, um, which was amazing. So that's what really inspired me to become a coach was having that experience of being coached and seeing how transformative it was to sort of coming out of my shell um, and really growing into the person that I was capable of being. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's a real concrete example of how coaching and mentoring can really help you reach your full potential, live your best life. And uh, I, I suspect this is something that's really baked into both of your motivations for doing what you do today. And coming over to yourself, Rifa, talk to us a bit about any of the mentoring or coaching moments that played uh, a significant part in your own journey to where you are today. Um, I, I really had to think about going back to at school where I just felt really isolated. And there was a teacher that told me about uh, a women's group in Brixton that was starting a magazine collective, a grassroots collective. And it, it was really pivotal for me because it was um, a bunch of women in their 20s making a zine for teens, a, a radical feminist magazine. And I really loved working for them. And I, I learned loads about putting together publications and dealing with writers and deadlines and laying out which helped me with my career my whole life you know um but basically it was the first time I had been treated like an adult and listened to and I just didn't have that anywhere you know as a teen and it just makes me um really grateful for those early mentors who really helped me find my voice and stand up for myself and up for authority and working in really male-dominated environments my whole life it's been a real core thing to know that I've got people around me that have got my back and that there's a safe space for me to talk to, to people who've, like you said, Remy, like who've been there and done that and that you're not on your own. Mm. In, indeed, indeed. I mean, we had a great episode of uh, audio talks all about the greater need for diversity and kind of proactive 
um, activity to make sure diversity is baked in, it's operationalised at all levels of the industry. But talk to us a bit about the impact that you have seen mentoring and coaching making to careers in the creative industries. We've heard about your own journeys, but uh, talk to us a bit about some of the other journeys that you've observed and what have some of the results been? I'm going to start with you, Sir Remy. Um, I mean, I could talk from recent experience with the Music Leaders Network, which I'm the co-founder of. Um, so this is a transformational leadership development program for women who are in the music industry, kind of mid-career women. So people who already have experience and maybe need a change of some sort in the way they're moving in the world and, and kind of working and just have massive, massive potential to be senior leaders in the music industry, really. Not only leading companies, you know, in those kind of directorial roles, but also in terms of the music that they're making and the artists that they're working with and leading scenes and, and leadership in that way. And I've seen some amazing transformations with people. I'm thinking of of one person in particular who I worked with who just had a vague idea that they could be doing more and they wanted to be working with a bigger level of artist and doing more challenging work um, in live touring and who really was so um, brave in terms of reaching out to people, starting to grow their network, asking for more money, really specialising and focusing their work in the sustainability area and really starting to become a voice in the industry and a front person and, and, and kind of getting their voice heard, as you said, Reefa, like really putting things that were important to them on the table and making a virtue out of them and getting a lot of buy-in from artists and touring parties for the work that she's doing. So seeing somebody go from, oh, I'd really like to do this thing. I know, I know that this is where I want to go, but I just don't know how to get there, to through the power of of networks and communities and conversations doing exactly what they want to be doing and leading the way is just absolutely brilliant. Um, so I love seeing that. I mean, that's the, you can hear the, the happiness in my voice probably, but I mean, that is such a pleasure and a joy to be in that position to support somebody when they're going through that, that change and that, and that personal growth is just incredible. Yeah, so it sounds incredibly rewarding. And also, this is very impactful work. I mean, t- talking about sustainability in the the, the, the live music industry, uh, you know, it, it really is kind of all, all the, the rising tide should lift all of the boats, but... You know, you need a you need a Sherpa. You need somebody with the experience and the networks to just kind of help you reach that big idea that you have. And that's a fantastic example. Thank you, Remy. And how about yourself, Rifa? Have you really come across, or have you coached or mentored somebody or a, a group of people that you've just thought, "Wow, this has made a huge difference"? Yeah, definitely. I think finding someone who can really cheerlead you and keep you on track give you the guidance and the contacts that you need can help you avoid overwhelm and keep you going in your career. A coach or a mentor can see things in you that you can't see yourself. So I remember meeting one of the directors of a queer theatre in Brighton. He turned up to our meeting in this beautiful flamboyant outfit and he was just full of compassion and love for everyone who was on his team. And he felt like he was really letting them down because he kept telling me he wasn't enjoying a lot of aspects of his job. Like he didn't like spreadsheets. He didn't like 
the kind of producer part of it. And it took me to tell him that he didn't need to worry about all that stuff. He needed to just delegate it because I gave him permission to call himself an artist. And he was clearly the one with the artistic vision and he needed to be the creative lead on all these projects. And um, he went on to produce some awesome productions for queer people of colour that have toured all over the UK and globally. And it's just like Remy said, you know, it just makes my heart sing that I had a small part to play in that. You know, you can just see that people are on a crossroads. They can go one way or another and then they just fly when they've just had someone reflect back to them what is already in them. But don't you think, I mean, a lot of times you find that you're mentoring or coaching somebody who you look at and you think, I mean, I, I always have that moment before I start working with somebody where I think, what can I tell this person? You know, I've worked with people who have Harvard MBAs. I've worked with people who have organised some of the biggest festivals in the UK. And I think, oh, what have I got to tell them? And then I realise it's not about me. It's about them. And they already have, they're already amazing. And it's just helping them to find their way in a way. Or well, certainly like a lot of young people, I mentored somebody who was a couple of people actually who were still at university and had set up profitable, like really profitable companies and they were like under 21 and, you know, I'm trying to support them, but I'm also thinking, wow, you're amazing. So it's, it's often, that's often been my experience as a coach and as a mentor is it's, it's not, it's my, my contribution is just unlocking a little bit of self-doubt or, or, helping them to see or untangle some kind of ideas that they already had and find a really clear way forward but it's very um it's it's very exciting and kind of humbling just to see amazing people doing their best work oh fantastic and it it really does sound like both of you have that kind of empathy with people coming to you maybe they're a bit you know they've reached a bit of a brick wall or they're a bit confused or just a bit too busy to to take it all in and you help them see that kind of magnificent creative professional that's inside them whether you know they go into uh, you know work in live touring or as an artist or whatever it is and uh, it sounds like mentoring and coaching really is something that people should think of as an option at any stage of their career. It's there for the young folks you work with, it's there for your Harvard MPAs and uh, the folks who've already set up very profitable businesses. But I'm wondering, are there any kind of coaching techniques that you both use on a regular basis that get really good results? We'll start with yourself, Remy. It's often just a conversation that is a very open and safe conversation where the person can ask anything, say anything. It's normally confidential mm-hmm. or maybe just shared with an agreed organisation or an agreed person. And a lot of it is really listening and asking great questions and picking up on little things that people just sometimes just say at the end of a like a throwaway comment at the end of what they're saying but of course like I I just you know I I wouldn't know where to start with that right I'm not sure I could do that or you know little little clues that they drop in and then you just sort of your intuition or your instinct kind of jumps on it and like what's this let me pull this thread and see where it goes and see what else they say so it's it's listening questioning challenging people a little bit Mm. about some of the, their assumptions and their beliefs and things that they've just assumed that won't be possible 
and saying, well, what if that were possible? Wow. And then getting them to really explore that. And sometimes by the end of the conversation, they're like, oh, this is possible. Oh, maybe I could try this. Oh, maybe if I don't tell anybody and I just tell Remy and I just go, <laughs> go and have a go. Wow, and then yes. they often come back, wow, I just picked up the phone to that person. And they took that, took a meeting with me or I just tried for that thing and I got a great response. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, a lot of it is listening and questioning at the end of the day, but it's it's hopefully doing that skillfully. Oh, absolutely. And I think because you've both been through that process yourselves, uh, you know the immense difference it can make to somebody's career. And also you're approaching it with empathy. It's non-judgmental and you're helping people really unlock their potential. It's it's fabulous to, to listen to you both talking. Um, but coming over to yourself, Rifa, talk to us a bit about some of the uh, formats that you possibly use to help people reach this uh, unlock stage. Yeah, I, I've tried various different things and um, I offer different things, but I really like doing one-to-one sessions. They work really effectively over Zoom. I offer these three-hour blast sessions, which sounds like quite intense, and it is because um, we're all time poor and I feel like some of the people that I work with would rather have a sort of blast of um, intense coaching rather than ongoing coaching, which is, which is something else. These three hours get right to the heart of the situation and unlocks that potential kind of like Remy said right at the end and I can't seem to fast forward to that bit (laughs) so the first half an hour is like unpacking a lot of stuff and the people Mm. that I work with tend to like open up quite quickly and they start talking about their personal stuff that's affecting their professional work um, which not every business coach would do that you know they won't want to hear about all the other stuff that's going on but for most creative people you know it all bleeds into um you know we're into our lives so and then i take notes and we sort of unpack um where they are at the moment and then reflect on some quick things that they could do to sort of change the situation but then i try and get them to really think deeply about what they really want, what's their big vision for their life, you know, because we all know time is going really fast. A global pandemic could kind of scupper everything. We need to start planning our future, our vision for what we want to do. And uh, if they've got that North Star, then they can really start making steps towards that. But also whatever happens along the wiggly route of creative uh, practice, they've got this big vision that can keep them on track, can keep them like focused. And then uh, I send them those notes so that they've got them as a kind of plan, but also a kind of map and action plan for for what they want to do. So the three hour sessions really helps me to kind of focus on them in, in an intense way. But I also run group sessions and courses. And during lockdown over Zoom, that really helped. Uh, I, they were really effective. And in mm. person, a group, the people that come to the group really bond and connect in different ways. And those kind of connections creates a new network. And I, I just love that to see people who you've seen them grow in their career, you know, from just starting out to managing bigger and bigger organizations. It's like, wow, you know, if I was in a, a bind in terms of where I wanted to go next in my creative career, this is exactly the kind of help and, uh, you know, non-judgmental kind of safe feedback that it sounds like it could really uh, unlock some future potential. But I'm going to put you on the spot now, both of you, and I'm going to ask you, we'll start with yourself, Rifa. Talk to us a bit about what is one dynamite tip that you give to people and you find it to be impactful in most situations. So this is a, this is a really simple thing. It, I find deep conscious breathing 
is my number one tip for almost every situation. It's great for calming you down, resetting, grounding, relaxing, centering yourself before going on stage, before doing a podcast, on the tube, going to an audition, any kind of meeting throughout your day. Honestly, I, you know, somebody said to me and it really stuck with me, stress kills. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really, really <laughs> not a very nice thing to think about. But if we just spend a little bit of time just checking in with ourselves throughout the day and just consciously breathe deeply into your stomach and then breathing out through your through your mouth, you know, mm. and just do that throughout the day, we really do just bring oxygen to our brain and into our heart and just center ourselves and keep calm. And we do our best work when we're a bit less scattered and a bit less anxious and things like this performing creating just being around people can be really really stressful so just breathing deeply and bringing yourself back to your center is my number one tip for everything oh i love it i feel calmer already just listening to you and i think that's that's a fantastic unlock you know one strong agree as i say strong agree and coming over to yourself remy do you have a Number one, top tip, it just, it works almost everywhere. What would you say? Um, I've noticed that a lot of coaching conversations seem to end in me asking people this question. What if you asked for what you want? Wow. Because a lot of the individual issues that people have, like, I don't know what to charge this client or I don't know if I'm up to going for this job or challenge or I'm not sure how to handle this difficult conversation with somebody that I'm working with when often it just comes around to that question well, what if you just said I want this or I would like this and it must be something that we're very conditioned not to say whether it's because we expect other people to guess what we want or know or offer us or whether we feel selfish or greedy or, you know, in some way it's a negative mm. to say, well, I would like this. And I guess that's one of my top tips is to, if you've got something that you've kind of been struggling with and it's, you know, the kind of you keep coming back to and you can't get past it is to say, what if you just asked for what you want what we what you would like to happen in your ideal scenario and then see what happens and so many times the person that I've been working with has come back to me and said oh yeah they agreed to it <laughs> or yeah they they said actually yeah we can make that work you know we can and one example that I've got from my from my past where this happened was I was um, getting a new job which was really exciting but I had always always wanted to go traveling in Spain and somehow I just worked and then you know graduated worked 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 and um and I never did it and I just saw that opportunity slipping away and so I said well I'd love to take this job but would it be okay uh if I also took three months off and and, and went traveling before starting the job and they said yeah brilliant and I thought <laughs> Wow, this this is amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think you know there's nothing to lose. Mm. Just put it out there, Agreed. say what you want, and and see what happens. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you help people unpack the conditioning that, you know, somehow there's a voice in their shoulder saying, oh, I don't know if you should really ask for that. Oh, I don't know. That seems a bit much. But you're just saying, you know, what could go wrong? What if they said yes? You know, it's fantastic. That's a real, that's such a huge unlock. It's very profound. And it's, it's interesting that that comes up at the end of your sessions when you've gone through a lot of the kind of untangling of things. That's a really kind of central question for people to ask themselves. So thank you very much, both of you, for sharing those great tips. They're just both fantastic. And um, talk to us a bit about the kind of projects that you're involved in right now. Is there anything coming up that you'd like to give a shout to? Uh, what say you, Rifa? Um, I'm putting on a series of events at the moment for the Women of Colour Brighton group. We've got 950 women in that group. A lot of them are very talented, creative people, and we've been training them with creative tech and virtual production with an awesome award-winning woman of colour who's an expert in virtual reality and immersive storytelling. So, yeah, it's all it's all very exciting. Wow, fantastic. And yeah, again, listeners, I recommend that you connect with both Rifa and Remy on LinkedIn to keep tabs on her amazing work. And Remy, what's coming up for yourself? Um, I, I'm just starting to work on the third edition of Music Leaders Network. Um, the fourth one will be along in 2023 at some point. I've just started working with 12 amazing women in the music industry who are incredible and sort of ranging from a Mercury-nominated musician to uh, head of marketing at a major label to people who work in venues. So they're my current project. Um, I'm really enjoying working with them. We just started a few weeks ago. Wow. Two very impressive projects. Uh, absolutely brilliant. And um, just zooming out a bit, Remy, I'd like to stay with yourself. Now, I've been to Sweden many times. My wife is from Sweden. I, I have a huge amount of respect for the creative industries over there. And it does seem like the government and industry bodies do invest a lot of money in training folks. You have the different uh, regions, they kind of support bands coming up. And the thing is, they get huge results. The contribution of the creative industries to the Swedish economy is massive. And I get the feeling that it's massive in many places, particularly the UK. It makes more in three days than the entire fishing industry makes in a year. That's one of my favourite kind of uh, head meat desk statistics there. Um, Do you think that the government and the creative industries in general invest enough in things like training and mentoring and coaching? Could we do better? I'm going to talk from my intuition here rather than my facts and figures because I have not done a study into it. But it feels like from talking to people in other industries that our industry doesn't invest as much Mm. and that in particular a lot of people are getting kind of on-the-job peer learning, functional learning about how to do their job. Mm. But there isn't always support about the other aspects, the personal knowledge of self in terms of the maybe leading people and working with people and those aspects so it's a bit disjointed I feel like particularly in music there's a lot of higher education and further education training courses that people can go on but once you're on the job what people are telling me is that there's not that much Um, and I'm meeting people around my age 40s who are saying god I would have loved to go on a leadership program like the one you're doing I never had anything I'm the president I'm the vice president I'm the managing director of this company but I've never had that kind of development and so I think I think it's beneficial I think if it is helping people to unlock their potential it's really get you get a fantastic return on investment from it because otherwise you've got people who are not satisfied and not 
delivering all, all the value that they could do into the industry as well. Yeah. So for me, it's a really important and exciting area, the whole learning and development area, really. Um, I think it's well worth investing in. I just need to find time to invest more in my own. <laughs> <laughs> We need a coach for coaches and uh, yeah. mentors for mentors. I think that's what you both are obviously doing. But um, if there are any folks listening, you know, maybe they're in a senior level at a, a creative industry company, maybe it's worth thinking about how you can upskill your staff, how you can kind of press the fast forward button in terms of their knowledge of their place in the industry, in terms of their potential. I mean, I don't see any downsides to getting brilliant coaches in to help your kind of up and coming stars, your senior executives, just make the most of the opportunity while they're working with you. And, you know, the results for your company are going to be cumulative. You are going to excel in terms of your performance. For me, it's a no brainer. I personally can't believe that we don't do more of this stuff in the creative industries. And, you know, the creative industry does need all the support it can get uh, because uh, as we heard, we don't really at the moment get the support that some other industries do and some other governments do in other countries like Sweden. But anyway, let's talk a bit about the aspect of diversity. If there are no on-ramps for a diverse range of talent, it means that the creative industries are going to be a very boring and homogenous place and the creative output is going to be much less attractive. Diversity is the sustainability of the industry. How can we ensure this using mentoring and training? I mean, I think I think the industry has actually come a long way in terms of awareness and investing in this area. And certainly like 10 years ago, I was really struggling to get people to have like diversity policies and actually discuss it as, at board level within the music industry. And now it feels like everybody is and people are appointing, um, you know, EDI managers and directors and, and things like that and and trying to have a more strategic overview and also thinking about how they diversify their leadership and what they need to do now in order to deal with that. Um, I think in music in particular, um, there has been much improved access at grassroots level and people have put a lot of work into a lot of different projects to try and help young diverse people from different backgrounds get a foot in the door but I feel like there are still there are still kind of a lot of challenges that face those people in terms of progressing through and you know being able to sustain a kind of long-term career as well so in terms of the coaching and training I think diversity bias and policies and all of those basics still need to be implemented across the board and then after that maybe people need some support in terms of how to understand and work with a diverse team and understanding what different people are bringing mm. whether it's their neurodivergent or their gender identity or their ethnicity you know and even just age differences and working remotely I know that's throwing up a lot of challenges mm -hmm. for people that are trying to manage and, and lead teams as well because people are coming from such different backgrounds and, and situations to all be working efficiently from home over zoom and all getting what you need out of it is just so it's so tough um, because not everybody works well that way so not only changing nature of workplaces, but also the pandemic and remote work and all of those things just throwing up a lot of challenges for keeping people 
on board and growing and satisfied and engaged and progressing and getting the most out of people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, training and mentoring just sounds like a, a massive unlock, both for the individuals that are working with it, uh, for the industries that are working with it as well, and also for diversity within the industry, which is, in my mind, equal to its sustainability and the level of interest it will uh, sustain from people. So, Rifa, coming over to yourself, we've heard about this great unlock. What do you think the role might be of training and mentoring in terms of ensuring that sustainable future for the creative industries? Yeah, it's a long game. You know, I've, I've worked on such interesting, massive projects that involve the government and all kinds of tech and music industry and brighter. And unfortunately, sometimes the default is to use the people that are nearest to us, the people that they think they can trust, the th- people that they have worked with before, the people who are just, you know, the big industry partners, and they are still got a long way to go with diversity, but they're, mm but they need to get their project done. So they want to kind of crack on and do business as usual. And uh, there's a lot of great initiatives for young people. There's Audio Active in Brighton and Arts Emergency nationally and B3 Media, and they help and support and sustain creative people at different stages of their career. But And mentors can really help keep individuals on track. And it's just such a vital part of the creative process to bounce ideas off off someone and someone to, mm-hmm. people to collaborate with and people to just talk to you know and offer practical positive advice i would just love to see that really as you say sustain the future you know like to be really embedded in everything that we do and it's not a kind of shoehorning in later you know um yeah, someone who can give a real true outside perspective as well. So I'm just echoing really what Remy was saying, you know, it is so important and we need everyone at all levels to really embody it. I 100% agree. And uh, coming over to yourself, Remy, so folks listening, they might be very excited about the potential of coaching and mentorship in their career. It's an unlock for them uh, and for the entire industry, to be honest. But what should be their first steps? You know, how would they actually go about finding a mentor or a coach? Well, there are obviously professional coaches such as Reef and myself that you can find. I'm a member of the EMCC. Uh, you can find coaches who are specialists in music industry or creative industries who have that career background themselves and really understand the life of of creatives you can also find mentors sometimes through approaching them yourself if there's somebody who you particularly want to kind of approach and, and have a sit down with but also through mentoring schemes um so both Rifa and I have worked on government funded projects local authority funded projects industry funded projects which have a desire to set up mentoring schemes, put people through mentoring, give people access to business advice and experts. So just in the UK, I work with a charity called Help Musicians UK that have a scheme which musicians can access. They can access funding through it. They can access mental health support and they can also access expert sort of business mentoring. So I'm one of their mentors, but they have some great people there. Um, another free place that people can access that if they're a young woman wanting to get into the industry, there's a great organization called the Cat's Mother. Who's she? Cat's Mother. Um, and they offer free creative consultancy appointments. So it's just a one-off session with a woman in the industry. They have some really great high-level people in media, 
agencies, live music across the board, really. So there's some fantastic um, free opportunities that you can access as well out there just to get, you know, that contact with somebody who can help you along your way. Amazing. So listeners, what are you waiting for? If you want to unlock your creative potential, get in touch with one of these organisations. We're going to be linking to Remy and Reefa's websites in the show notes. We're going to be linking to all of those companies and organisations that they both very kindly mentioned. And uh, now we've come to the point of the podcast where I have to ask you one very important final question. And that is to choose a track each for our VIP title playlist and we're going to come to yourself first Reefa. oh i'm a massive lizzo fan i'm going to just choose one of my favorites as good as hell it's the ultimate feel-good track for getting ready getting out of the house getting to your whatever it is you've got to do with the right attitude in mind fabulous what a great choice thank you very much Reefa and remy what's going into the audio talks jukebox from your good self Oh, I'd like to add to your playlist the track Gabriel, um, which is was a favourite track in the, I think it probably when it came out, 90s, 2000s, um, going out clubbing to like garage uh, nights and, you know, really favourite track. But the version that I want to add is the Lifford um, version from DJ Spoonie's uh, Garage Classic. So it's a orchestral version, really sort of big, big version, but somehow, even though being a big track, it's really intimate and it just, it just really, um, it's a kind of song you can dance in the kitchen on your own or in the middle of a crowded party and it just takes you somewhere really special. Oh, fantastic. That's wonderful. What a, Two great choices there. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to add to the playlist for no other reason than I just found out that uh, this band are playing Primavera Sound in Barcelona, where I live. Uh, Depeche Mode, Higher Love. Um, one of my best live music experiences was seeing that track at their Barcelona gig a million years ago in 93. And I'd very much like to do that again. Thank you so much for joining us on Audio Talks, presented by Harmon. Rifa Thorpe-Tracy. Thank you very much for having me. And Remy Harris, MBE. Thanks, Hashin. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment and share Audio Talks with your friends and family. If you're enjoying the Audio Talks series of podcasts, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your favourite podcasts and leave a nice five-star review. It really does mean a lot and it helps new listeners know about the amazing guests like Rifa and Remy that we talk to in every single episode. For more exclusive content, some behind-the-scenes goodies and maybe even some competitions, feel free to connect with us over on the Instagram. You can find us at Audio Talks Podcast. We'll be back soon for some more legendary Audio Talks. See you next time.